0: Hello and good evening everybody, FPL Teacher Cheshire, bringing you the review of Spurs nil Aston Villa 2. Spurs yet again changed formation with the absence of Dejan Kulusevski, while handling the narrow formation of Villas that has enjoyed some success in recent weeks. We will look at what Spurs did to adapt as well as how Villa can potentially look promising for FPL purposes. Tottenham Hotspur. Whether you interpret their formation as a 3-4-3 or a 5-2-3, the concept is simple. Harry Kane, usually the playmaker, this time decides to stay up as the number 9. The result? Kane basically not having a touch until the 20th minute of regular time. The idea here is that Spurs once again rely on their counter-attacking prowess, uh, conceding majority of possession to Aston Villa while hitting them with pace using Son and Brian Hill who came in for Kulosevsky himself. As you would expect, when you attempt the same approach, hasn't been working for a while, you do not expect results. So Spurs had to quickly update their game and it was through the flexible positioning of Ivan Perisic. Now, back at his conventional left wing back spot, Perisic had all the time in the world to venture from that particular spot diagonally across the pitch. So you've seen this mini rotation before where Ben Davis would move out to left back from his left centre back position, usually triggered by a midfielder dropping back into a centre-back position. This would imply that Perisic had freedom to either move up alongside Son on the flanks or centrally alongside Kane. He did the latter here and it was notable that Spurs' best chance in the first half itself was basically through Perisic going completely unmarked by Villa's midfield, cutting back for Kane, eventually to miss. Recognising this advantage, Conte in the second half brought on Ryan Sessignon intentionally so that Perisic permanently stayed on the right wing, replacing Brian Hill. So for FPL purposes, as always, is even Perisic, a premium defender, likely to score goals? At this stage, he looks like the best of a bad bunch, likely to play as the right forward while Kulusevski is out. Having said that, we know now that in this busy period, form Triumph's fixtures, and we can see now that despite having numerous potential juicy home fixtures, the away team has won based on having a system that works. Furthermore, it has to be said that without Bentecourt starting, really Bisuma and Hoiberg were so-called too similar in terms of their skill set in midfield, which basically resulted in a lack of stability in terms of protection from Aston Villa counterattacks. This essentially implies that Parisage for now doesn't have any defensive prospects in the near future and we really should wait for Bentecourt to be in the starting 11 again before we consider Spurs' assets. Aston Villa Whose narrative is starting to form, having secured key victories here against Man United and now Spurs, have characterized them by relying on the flexible setup of their default 4 4 2. While being extremely narrow recently, In this particular matchup, they defended conventionally as a 4-4-2 and after they took the lead, the two wide midfielders Buendia and John McGinn were the tactical key pieces that allowed their back four to drop extremely narrow and deep, essentially turning into a second set of fullbacks themselves, morphing Villa into a 6-2-2 formation. The funny thing about this is that Villa (laughs) took a page out of Spurs book here when Spurs did the exact same thing under Jose Mourinho. So this may be a taste of their own medicine but the irony here is that when they attack, they look like a completely different team with Buendia drifting into narrow positions and John McGinn retaining width on the right flank. So what we really care about are the beneficiaries of this system and with Buendia serving as link between midfield and attack, First and foremost, Watkins and Bailey had plenty of time to at least showcase their 1v1 skills against their respective markers. Now, this depends on their dribbling and shooting form on the day. So it really goes to show that Watkins and Bailey will at least have the platform to try their trademark cut-and-shoot moves. Now, more interestingly was the influence of Villa's midfield itself. Obaka Kamara is not exactly attacking, while douglas Lewis has the tendency to drift from central midfield towards the flanks in recent games. But here, douglas Luiz had a more assertive role receiving the ball from, from Bandia, if not winning the ball himself and driving forward into certain key positions. While it is difficult to shoehorn Aston Villa attackers into our starting 11 for now, We have to safeguard against Villa's biggest threats if we were to target their fixtures for clean sheets. In this particular setup, assuming that Danny Ings doesn't start, we are safeguarding against number 1 Watkins and Bailey's 1v1s where they have the tendency to cut and shoot. Whether in possession or on the counter, both players will be extremely dangerous but the real trigger is stopping Douglas Lewis's bursts from midfield in order to make sure he doesn't get a free run at the back four. Lastly, they are suffering a little bit of a West Ham problem where their midfield of Lewis and Kamara struggle to deal with the space that they have to manage. Since they do not receive protection in central midfield as McGinn and Buendia defend out wide a lot, they tend to get overloaded from midfield, especially when late runners such as Perisic drift in from extremely random positions. You know, and <clears throat> as a defensive midfielder, they just simply do not track their man all the way into the box. Once again, the record shows that a team with a set and tried and tested plan A with minor tweaks will triumph over a team that will completely alter theirs. Spurs here with the Brian Hill experiment failed but really, the true failure lies in their 3-4-3 based on width as well as pace not really working out. They will experience a period of transition before figuring out whether they want to go with a 3-5-2 or wait for BentoCore to come back in order to maintain their 3-4-3. But as of now, Villa's 4-2-2-2 deserves a lot of kudos from Emery for showing three different setups against three different types of teams so far. This is FPL Teacher Speaking who will round up Game Week 18's games with Forest against Chelsea up next.